This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri, where the Indians are taking on the Kansas City Royals this weekend. Good show lined up for you this week. We'll hear from Jose Ramirez, who's been in a great hot stretch for the Indians and uh, certainly showing the form that made him such a formidable force at the plate the past two-plus seasons. We'll also check in with Ty Van Berkeley, Indians hitting coach, Kevin Plowecki, Tribe catcher, and the Indians Director of Player Development, James Harris. But first, our week in review, and we begin on Monday night in Toronto, where the Indians and Blue Jays battled, and the Tribe won it by a final score of 7-3. to three. Indians got the scoring started early. Second inning, thanks to Francisco Lindor. Here's the 1-0. Swung and grounded up the middle. Base hit center field. That'll score Kipnis. Bowers is right behind him, and Lindor delivers. The Indians got an extra out. They capitalize on it. Frankie Lindor with a two-run single to center. And the Indians have a 2-0 lead. And Lindor has 39 RBIs as he continues to torture the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays pulled close in the bottom half of the second, but Jason Kipnis got the run right back for the Tribe with an RBI single in the third. And then in the fifth, Roberto Perez Knocked in one more as there's a 3-1 pitch that's lined up the alley right center field, and that's going to drop one hop off the wall. On his way to third is Kipnis. They're going to wave him around. Here comes the relay throw. It is cut off in the middle of the diamond. Kipnis has scored, and Perez snaps the skid with an RBI double. The Indians now lead it 4-1. to The Blue Jays pulled close again, putting up two runs in the bottom half of the fifth. But once again, the Indians had a quick response with Oscar Mercado batting in the sixth. Infield is in, Oscar Mercado. He swings and lines one to right field. Coming on, diving and not making the catch is McKinney. Ball skips by him and goes all the way to the wall. In to score is Naquin. Mercado will round second to third with a triple. And the Indians now lead it 5-3. to three. Jose Ramirez drove him in with a sack fly to make it 6-3, and then in the eighth inning, Mercado capped off his big night at the plate. The pitch swung on and hammered deep left center field, and this ball is gone. Oscar Mercado 
has hit his eighth. And that is a triple and a home run in his last two at bats. And Gavilio's given up 14 bombs. 7-3 was the final, and the Indians won the first game of the series in Toronto. Tuesday, well, it was the Blue Jays that pulled out a 10-inning victory, a 2-1 Jays win as Justin Smoke tied it in the ninth with a home run and then walked it off in the 10th with an RBI single. Wednesday, Indians bounced back, and the story was Shane Bieber. A pitcher's duel in this one as Bieber was opposed by Marcus Stroman for the Blue Jays. Both were terrific. The game was scoreless until the fifth inning. That's when Kevin Ploiecki stepped in with the speedy Greg Allen at first base. Long set by Stroman. Now the pitch. Swung on, line drive. Down the left field line. Fair ball headed to the wall. On his way to third is Allen. He's motoring around, being waved home. Here comes the relay. It'll be close. He slides. He's safe. Just ahead of the relay throw and the tag by Jansen. Allen got the front hand in there, and it's 1-0 Tribe. Now we'll see if the Blue Jays want to take a look at this. Very close play at home plate. The throw was there ahead of Allen, but the home plate umpire, Fielding Colbreth, said Allen got that front hand in there before the tag was applied by Jansen, and as expected, the Blue Jays want to take a look at this. Here come the headsets. They're off. Safe at home plate. The call stands. And the Indians do indeed have a 1-0 lead. That would be all the Indians would need as Shane Bieber was masterful on the mound. And now the Blue Jays down to their last strike, a ball and two strikes. 101 pitches. That's all Bieber has made. 4-0 Indians. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Got him with a breaking ball. Ball game. And an absolute gem by Shane Bieber. A one-hit shutout. 102 pitches made. Ten strikeouts. He walked a batter. He hit a batter. Gave up a seventh-inning double. That was it. And Shane Bieber gets his second Major League complete game shutout. They've both come here in 2019. And, folks... The rest of America is now seeing why Shane Bieber was the most valuable player in this year's All-Star game. It's no fluke. He is the real deal, and he's now 10-3 following this 4-0 Tribe win. And after the game, we caught up with Bieber down on the field. Shane, sometimes you know coming into a game, it feels good early. How about you tonight? Did it take a little bit to get going, or was it right there? Yeah, uh, no, it, it took a little bit. Uh, I was kind of waiting for it all night, um, was hoping to feel sharp, and I finally did uh, pretty much after I gave up that hit. Uh, it was when I started to feel a little bit better, and I thought I executed pitches a little bit better. Um, I know, like, I told Dre, uh, a lot of good outings. Guys are like, hey, it was kind of shaky in the bullpen, and that was, that was the case today. It was kind of uh, after the bullpen warming up, we were just – Looked at KP and I was like, hey, let's just figure out a way to go out there and win, you know. So, um, fortunately, was able to do that. Uh, it was fun while it lasted, the, the, the no-hit bid and all that. But, um, you know, a, a win's definitely better. How much are you thinking about it as you get deeper? Uh, a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I think uh, it's in everybody's mind. You can kind of just tell whether, uh, whether you know it or not. There's been instances where I didn't really recognize that there was no hits. 
uh, given up, and then you can just tell by the way your teammates and coaches are acting around you. You're like something's up, and then you look up at the scoreboard, and there's there's no hits or something like that. But um, no, it, it definitely crosses your mind. You try not to let it let it too much, but just go out there and try and execute pitches. You've had quite a month of July. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice. It's been a fun little run, uh, and there's you know a lot of good things that have happened, and uh, you know hopefully continued blessings. Shane, nice going tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thursday, Indians in Kansas City now, and they played a wild one against the Royals. 14 innings. Indians started it off with a bang in inning number one with Francisco Lindor leading it off. Frankie Lindor, the switch hitter, batting right-handed, digs in. The first pitch swung on. Hammered. Deep left field. It's got a chance. Gone! And just like that, one nothing Indians. So we're underway here in Kauffman Stadium with a bomb to left by Francisco Lindor. He's done it again, leading off a game with a leadoff solo homer, his 17th home run of the season, and he jumped on Mike Montgomery's first offering and pounded it over the wall in left field and into the front row of seats. Bottom of the first inning, Hunter Dozier blasted a two-run home run to put KC in front, but after Adam Pletko settled down, the Royals stayed off the scoreboard until the sixth inning. The Indians tied things up thanks to Jason Kipnis. McCarthy's ready. Here it comes. Kipnis ropes one into right. That's a base hit to tie it. Around second, motoring to third is Ramirez, and the Indians have a 2-2 ball game on their hands as Jason Kipnis comes through with a bullet to right is 38th RBI and the Royals bullpen has let them down again. Tribe took the lead thanks to a Kansas City error but in the bottom of the sixth inning the Royals tied it at three and it stayed that way until the 14th. That's when Jose Ramirez got the job done. Flynn's ready the lefty's pitch and it's hit a ton deep left field. Back goes Gordon, still going back near the wall. Gone! Jose Ramirez has hit his 11th. And the Indians take a 4-3 lead here in the 14th. So Jose Ramirez with two doubles and now a home run to put the Tribe on top 4-3 here in the 14th. Jake Bowers added an RBI single to make it 5-3 Tribe, and that turned out to be a huge run because the Royals didn't go quietly. A.J. Cole on the mound in an unfamiliar role got himself into a jam but was able to close the door in the end. A.J. Cole about to make pitch number 29 this inning. Here it comes. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with a slider. And the Indians hang on. Royals load them up with nobody out in the 14th and score just one, and the Indians in 14 innings have beaten the Royals 5-4 to four and stay two games in back of the Minnesota Twins. So the Tribe won at 5-4 and 14 and backed that up with a strong effort Friday night in another victory over Kansas City. Tribe got on the board early, third inning, thanks once again to Francisco Lindor. The pitch swung and banged toward first by the diving Duda, down the line as it bounced right over the bag toward the corner. Naquin's into third. He's being waved home. Lindor's around second. He's going to third. one nothing Indians as Frankie Lindor gets an RBI triple. That is Lindor's second triple and 42nd RBI. 
Banged it right over the bag at first down the right field line and into the corner and Naquin able to score with ease from first. Mike Freeman drove in Lindor to make it 2-0 Tribe and then the biggest blow of the game came in the sixth. Once again, it was Jose Ramirez getting it done. He delivers and it swung out and blasted to deep right. Away, back, way gone. Over the bullpen and into the seats. And Jose Ramirez with his fifth home run against Kansas City here in 2019. It's his eighth, check that, his 12th overall. And a three-run, no doubt about it, hammer job to right. Puts the Indians up 5-1. to one. Oh, did Ramirez lay into that baby. He has 12 homers and now 51 RBIs. Meanwhile, on the mound, Zach Plesak continued his outstanding rookie campaign. Breaking ball, swung on, bounced to first. Bowers glove, steps on first, throw to second. Tag is made by Lindor to double up Gallagher. A 3-6 double play. And so nice work at first by Jake Bowers. And what a job by Zach Plesak. He has given the Indians seven superb. The runoff of him is unearned. And on a night when the Indians needed it, Plesak has stepped up big time again. The Indians added single runs in the eighth and ninth innings, and they win it by a final score of 8-3. to three. And they'll head into Saturday's game on a three-game winning streak and still two games behind the first-place Minnesota Twins in the AL Central. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Indians backup catcher Kevin Ploiecki. That's after this short break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, get your head in the game. This ain't no exhibition match. This is for real. You've got a house to insure, and there are no excuses because Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easier than ever to get the coverage you need. Here's some music to get you pumped. Don't feel that confidence. Did I say stop saving money? No. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City this weekend as the Indians are taking on the Royals. They've won the first two games of the series with a Saturday night game and a Sunday afternoon game to wrap up the series and the road swing before they head home to open up a big homestand with the Houston Astros on Tuesday night. Kevin Ploiecki has done a nice job in a backup catcher's role for the Indians, spelling Roberto Perez when needed, obviously a big year for Perez, but Ploiecki has been solid as well, hitting over 300 the last three weeks that he's played in games, and we had a chance to catch up with the tribe backup catcher on Thursday following Shane Bieber's one-hit shutout on Wednesday in Toronto. Ploiecki has caught a no-hitter in the past, but that was in summer ball, never in pro baseball, and he said he thought that Bieber had a great chance to complete a no-hitter in his game on Wednesday. Well, I mean, I did think he, he had a really good shot of doing it, and I believe that we were going to do it. But the reason I thought that was just the way he was able to command the ball. I know he afterwards saying he didn't command it the way he wanted it, but I thought the way, you know, the contact that they were that we were getting was, you know, very weak. And just his swing and miss yesterday, was everything just kind of seemed to be in rhythm. and. We just both kind of seem to be on the same page, and um, 
you know, it just kind of seemed like a recipe for, you know, something special to happen. But it's definitely something special happened with him throwing like a one, one hit complete game. But, you know, uh, you know, I, I definitely thought that there was a chance that you could throw him hitter, But, you know, it's really hard to do. <laughs> when you say you're on the same page, how do you get there? Because I know it doesn't happen with, with every start, with every pitcher and catcher. But um, there are those special times where it does. How do you get to that point? Uh, we're just working with each other, you know, time and time again, just knowing what's working for him that day and, you know, just knowing what's worked for him in the past and, and certain counts and situations and going against with his strength against the other opponent's weakness and, you know, not giving in, um, you know, when we're behind on the count and just still focusing on making good pitches and not, you know, having to feed him a fastball on the middle, just focusing on, you know, still attacking him and, and not giving in, throwing sliders and, and stuff like that. So. We were just kind of on the same page, you know, a lot yesterday and, you know, for the most part all season, really. So it's just, you know, really fun to when you kind of get in sync like that with any pitcher. So yesterday was just one of those days. Some pitchers easier to catch than others, I'm sure. It would seem because of his command, Bieber might be easy to catch. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you know, he is easy to catch. Um, you know, all these guys are easy just, just because they can command the ball so well and, and they're all around the zone and um, us as catchers, that's what you want. If you don't know where the ball is going to be at, it makes it hard to catch. So, all these guys have really good command with all their stuff, and you know it's all electric. But they're all their misses are all generally, you know, right around the plate, and they're all missing when they do miss. It's all kind of like the same misses. So you kind of, you know, develop, you know, where those misses are going to be at, and makes you know blocking the ball easier, or, you know, picking it if if you have to pick it easier. So, um, you know, they're not erratic, and you know, as catchers, that's that's what you want. We're joined by Tribe catcher Kevin Ploiecki behind the plate for Shane Bieber's one-hit shutout in Toronto on Wednesday night. And uh, Kevin, you have you're in a, going through a good stretch here at the plate, and I know it's I'm sure it can be a challenge based on the amount of playing time you're getting. But what's kind of unlocked some things for you at the plate to contribute? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, I think I've all year I've been having good at bats. You know, just last couple months, you know, I've been able to find some holes. Whereas early it was just kind of like getting it hard right at people. That's just baseball, and uh, you know, just continue to trust the process, and continue to just, you know, stay diligent with my work in the cage, and and you know, when I hit VP and stuff, just stay ready. And when I go out and play, it's just about having good at bats and trying to hit the ball hard. And that's what I've been doing all year. And um, you know, lately it's it's been paying off. That's Kevin Plawecki, Indians backup catcher, who's really done a nice job in that role this season. It's not easy, and he has done very well at it. Stay tuned. More to come as we continue with Tribe Talk. We'll hear from Jose Ramirez after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. And don't forget to tune into our show each week. You can do so conventionally on the Indians Radio Network. The show airs each Saturday, usually right around the Tribe game, either afternoon game afterwards or a night game or late afternoon game prior to that ball game on the radio network. Also, you can catch Tribe Talk online at Indians.com. All the past editions of Tribe Talk are archived there, and you can catch it as a podcast on Apple iTunes or the iHeartRadio app. Well, Jose Ramirez has been a big key for the improved Indians offense of late. It's been a, about a two-month stretch now where the Indians offensively have been tremendous. That's keyed an outstanding record, and Ramirez has been right in the middle of it, flashing that form that had him garnering most valuable player award votes each of the last two seasons. Well, after a slow start this year, he has really come on, 
And we caught up with Jose Ramirez when the team was in Toronto earlier this week. And with help from translator Nelson Perez, Jose talked about what has turned him around at the plate now for an extended period of time. Uh, he's, he's just saying that he hasn't changed anything. He just he has been continuing to do his um his work in the batting cages, and I think so. He feels that, that he's getting a little more luck with more luck. So, a lot of players that they get frustrated if they don't have that luck or things don't fall into place for them statistically. Uh, did he ever get that? Because outwardly it didn't look like it, but did he ever allow himself to get frustrated by the results? That for sure, for sure. Like he felt sometimes he, he felt that he was a little bit frustrated. Like he said, "Say I'm a human being," and, and yes, I, I went through some tough times, and I was I was uh, feel frustrated, but like I I never let um, that thing like over over me. So I just kept working hard and try to to, to try to be in in a better spot. Teammates can be a help, obviously. And I talked to Francisco Lindor just prior to the Indians' hot streak and, and Jose's hot streak, and he talked about the offense, and he said it's going to be just fine because Jose's going to hit. I asked him why. He said because he's a good hitter, and he, it's just that's where he's going to get to. What does that mean when he knows that teammates have his support? Like, it has been like, this is like, it's awesome to, to hear that uh, from Frank. He said, said like, we have been we have been playing together since uh, since the minor league so we know each other pretty well we know what where we're capable to do so it's totally awesome to hear those words from him and it's like i know that he trusts in me in the same way that i trust in him so it feels pretty good team wise what does he see in this team having been a part of some really good teams here the last couple of years that gives him confidence that the indians can get back into the postseason and do some damage he said, like for sure, like uh, he, he feels that this team it's capable to do to get to the playoffs and maybe uh, uh, a more and more beyond that. So said, like it's a it's a group uh, good group of guys. Like we're all playing playing together. We're all having fun. We're all having a good time. And like the staff, like the staff has been a a, a huge help for for them. So. Uh, he thinks that, yeah, we're just going to continue to to get better and better. All right, the important questions. A little while back, you started using a Rajay Davis model bat. How come, and what has it done for him? No, realmente lo que va que es el maro. El bate es el mismo maro que yo uso. He's saying it's, uh, uh, they have like Rajay Davis uh, name on it, but it's the same model that he used. Like they all use the same model. So like sometimes it has like Rajay Davis names on it. Like sometimes it has their name, his name on it. So he's just, he's the same model of bat. So it's, it's the same thing. So he's, there's no changes on it. Still nice to have Rajay Davis around, though, in spirit. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We're always, we're always going to remember him from everything that he did in here. Jose, gracias. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Nelson, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> That's Indians third baseman Jose Ramirez putting it all together here in the season's second half. Now, Ty Van Berkeley oversees the Indians' offense. He's the Tribe's hitting coach, and it was a struggle early on for the Indians the first two months of the season. But certainly it has turned big time here after June the 4th. And when we caught up with Van Berkeley earlier this week, he talked about some of the keys to the Indians' success at the plate. 
Yeah, I, th I think hitting is contagious, you know, and when a few guys start hitting, uh, you know, kind of carries over a little bit. But I think the big thing lately is just the bottom of the order's really contributed, you know, so it's not just relying on a few guys at the top. And, you know, that's been important. You know, with Jose starting to swing the bat the way he is, um, you know, it's just really huge for us. What was the biggest key for him to, to get it turned, uh, especially from early in the season when it seemed like it was a real battle for him for a while? Yeah, I think, you know, early in the season, um, you know, he got off to a rough start, and then it, it always seems to manifest when you start off in a slump and you're looking at the numbers and they're not where you want them to be, so you start trying to do a little too much, pressing a little bit, maybe losing a little bit of confidence. But, you know, when he started driving some balls and started feeling connected and, uh, you know, really started getting confidence and feeling like his swing is where he wants it. On the other end of the spectrum, experience-wise, you have a young hitter who's really made a nice impression here early in his career in Oscar Mercado. And what's been most impressive to you seeing him in his first go-round in the major leagues? Oscar really pays attention to the game, and he's, he's constantly watching and learning. Um, he's always asking questions uh, to me or to some of the guys that have been around. And... Uh, you know, that's, he's just a real good learner, you know, just got good aptitude for the game. And, you know, it's, it's a tribute to him because he, he pays attention to the game. He sees what the pitcher's doing, what he's trying to do to other people, and, and he makes adjustments off of that. And Roberto Perez has had a breakthrough season. Uh, is it too simple to say just because he concentrates on, on going up the middle and sometimes to right field that that's the reason why, or are there some other things there? No, I mean, that's his focus, really, to stay, stay on the ball. Um, big thing with him is when he's on time, he's able to do that. And when he's not on time, it looks like he's pulling off, but he's not. He's just trying to, you know, rush and catch up a little bit. But, you know, I think getting the consistent at-bats this year has helped him to maintain that timing. And he's always had really good power and power to all fields. So it's been fun to watch and watch him progress and watch him gain confidence and really start believing that, you know, he's a good major league hitter. Patience is such a big key in this game. You hear that word a lot. You've been in this game a long time. Uh, when a team goes through a stretch like they did early this season as the hitting coach, how important is it for you to, to keep that patience and, and just continue staying the course, so to speak, and, and believing in the guys? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's kind of my nature, but, you know, you can't, you can't start panicking and start, you know, making the guys feel pressure from, you know, how, how you're acting. So I think, you know, just keep letting them know that it's going to turn around and, and and it did and it will it always has I've been in the game a long time you know I've seen guys get off to rough starts and every year there's going to be somebody but just trying to encourage them not to let it manifest and and just you know stay the course and be patient and just know that you know as the weather warms up so will they well that certainly has happened for this ball club Ty thanks so much for coming by appreciate it all right thanks Rosie that's Ty Van Berkeley, Indians hitting coach, talking hitting, and that's been a big key for the Indians during their great stretch of play. Stay tuned, more to come after this on the Cleveland Clinton Indians Radio Network. He delivers, and it's swung and it blasted to deep right, away, back, way gone. Over the bullpen and into the seats, and Jose Ramirez with his fifth home run against Kansas City. Here in 2019, it's his eighth, check that, his 12th overall, and a three-run, no doubt about it, hammer job to right, puts the Indians up 5-1. to one. Oh, did Ramirez lay into that baby?
He has 12 homers and now 51 RBIs. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. I wrote this next song for a gal from Cheyenne. She'd never have told her how Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats. She said if they could love her pooch as much as she did, then so could I. Well, I couldn't. This next song's called Cat Person. It was a rough, rough night in Wyoming. The cat was out of the bag. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Indian fever. It's catching fire with everyone. Indian fever. You can be part of the fun. You're the winner at every game. That's where the excitement begins. So catch Indian fever. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment. And as always, we catch up with James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development for our weekly farm report. And uh, this week, we caught up with James after his visit to the Dominican Republic, the youngest of the young in the Indians farm system. It is the lowest level that you can get at some of the players on the Dominican Summer League team are as young as 16 years of age. And James talks about what's been going on with some of those young players in the Indian system down in the DR. Yeah, we have a lot of players there, and it's not just what's happening on the field. Players coming to our system around 16 years old, it's the youngest group of players that we have, and it's things that are happening on the field, off the field, as well as in the classroom. So it's good to catch up and see all the great work that's going on in the Dominican Republic. And you mentioned in the classroom, and you were mentioning earlier that, that one of the players there has actually received his high school diploma as a result of going through the Indians program, a, a player who's obviously trying to get better at baseball, but education, very important. Explain how that happens and, and who's a big part of that. Yeah, so Angel Martinez is our first high school graduate since we've been in our, our new complex. Because we sign players so young, around 16 years old, they're not done with high school. But if they just continue their professional career, they could potentially go on and play without finishing their high school diploma. So we have an education program for our players who have not finished high school to make sure that they, they stay on top of their studies as well as learn English. That program is led by Anna Bolton, who used to be the major league translator. So you may have seen her on TV or, or helping some of our players doing interviews, and she's leading a program that produced its first graduate, Angel Martinez, here recently. And you mentioned the Indians doing this, and a lot of teams have uh, facilities down in the Dominican Republic, and I'm guessing not all of them, or maybe many of them, uh, take this active a role in education. Why, why the Indians, and, and why is it so important from an organization standpoint? Well, it's important from the top on, on down, so... Mr. Dolan, Chris, and Mike um, has charged us with taking care of our players on and off the field, and it's something that we take very seriously. Um, we, like I said, we bring players in from 16 years old. Well, we care about the people in our organization, and it's it's the right thing to do. And if you if you've seen our facility, or if I can tell you about it, um, it's it's top notch to allow us to be able to do that. So we have the resources necessary, whether it be computer labs, classrooms, computers. Um, supplies, um, it's, a, it's a good setup for our players. 
along those lines, the, the facility down there. I know there was a, a ceremony earlier this year as part of the unveiling officially, but it's been going for a little while now. And, and how much of an upgrade is it from what they've had in the past and, and what are some of the benefits that you're seeing early on? I can't describe the differences in words. That's how much nicer uh, this facility is in relation to the one in, in the past. But honestly, it's not really about the facility. It's more about the people in the facilities. Um, we have fantastic staff that, that are father figures to our players and imparting in them just not just what's happening in the game, but work ethic and things that our players are going to need in life to make them successful, whether they um, show up in Cleveland on the major league stage or not. James Harris joining us, Indians Director of Player Development. And uh, we're talking about his visit to the Dominican Republic and the Indians' brand-new facility down there. And the Dominican Summer League is is going on right now. And uh, we don't hear about it a whole lot, obviously, focusing on the, the Columbus, Akron, Mahoning Valley, and, and all the teams in the Indian system stateside. But uh, how many players are involved playing summer baseball down in the Dominican and, and for many, starting their pro careers? Well, we have about... 65 players uh, there in the DR in various different programs. So you have your Dominican Summer League team, which is a, a league just like all of our other minor league leagues. We share a team with the Milwaukee Brewers. So we split the team and we provide players and they provide players and they play in the league. And then our first year players or players who have just signed with us on July 2nd are playing and, and training in the weight room and starting their first couple days in pro ball. And when you look at the caliber of play, uh, how big a jump is it when, when they complete that program and, and are ready to move to Arizona and, and participate in the summer league out there? So it is a pretty big, big jump, not just in, in competition, but also in culture. So you're, you're going from a country that's primarily Spanish to a country that's primarily English in a sport that's primarily English. Um, so that transition is something that our that staff is preparing our players for, and our players are welcome to that challenge, but we're not. Um, we know that, that that's something that we have to prepare them for. And specifically one player in particular I know you're very high on, and again, we preface this by saying it, these are young players a, a long way from the major leagues, but what are you seeing in shortstop uh, Gabby Rodriguez? So Gabby Rodriguez is, is a guy who, I mean, you'll see him play where he's already physically at the point of where our high school players would be if we drafted someone out of high school. So he's a, he's ahead. Normally when we take a player um, that we sign a 16 year old, 16 years old, we're trying to catch them up physically and then trying to match up what they do on the field so they can move to the next level. He, from a physical standpoint, he's already there. Now there's some work that he needs to do as he continues to get stronger and continues to be more athletic, but physically he's head and shoulders above the, the rest of the class. He's also a guy that, um, puts the bat on the ball consistently, and he plays a pretty good shortstop. So we're looking forward to, to what he's going to do in the, the next couple of weeks, and hopefully we'll see him in Arizona soon. And important, though, to, to keep him at a, a level that he's comfortable at, especially at this stage of his career? Yeah, but also we need to challenge him. So initially coming in, he's, he's, he's within his first full season of professional baseball. So we don't want to put him too far ahead of in a challenge to where He's having to adjust culturally, have to adjust from a language standpoint and the baseball so hard that we just ruin his, his confidence. But um, we want him to be comfortable, but not too comfortable. 
So you've been down in the Dominican Republic. I know you stopped in and, and saw the Akron Ball Club for a little bit, and then you're heading to Arizona and, and checking out the summer league teams there. James, this time of year, um, just uh, under a week to go now before the trade deadline, and um, I think certain years that means different things, but, but do you see more activity from other team scouts checking out Indians players on in case there there is a need there from uh, from an Indian standpoint and an other team standpoint when trades come about? Yeah, what I think what you're seeing more of now is those scouts are showing up at the lower level. So we are in the as we were watching DSL games, it was hard to find a seat because there's so many people sitting in the stands, not just for our teams, but for the teams that, that we're playing. Um, and same thing in Arizona. Um, as our, our players are on the field and as you look through our system, there's a lot of young, talented players. And that's a that's a credit to our scouting department. And it's a, a credit to our, our front office as they make decisions to bring these players into our organization. Well, certainly a busy time. And uh, James, always appreciate the time on your part. Thanks a lot. We'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to talk about these guys. That's James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always. We'll catch you next week when the team's back home at Progressive Field. Until then, for Brian Matze, who does great work each week putting together our show, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. You know what's really cool is because of the way we've played lately, we've earned the right that every game means so much. And that's a really good feeling. Nothing better than coming to the ballpark being a little bit nervous, maybe a little edgy. You know, you, these are big, they're big games, and we know that. doesn't mean you have to win tonight, but certainly would put ourselves in a better position if we could. Time to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.